What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Pods. I'm Deep Tea. And I'm Natalie. <laughs> um, I don't know why I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> well, if you guys are watching us on YouTube right now, we are in a new studio with a new backdrop. People were saying, oh, like what happened to the white couch? Well, guess what? I don't want <laughs> anyone in my apartment anymore. So here we That's are in rude. an actual studio. <laughs> Deep G was eating all my snacks. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Rude. No, it is nice to be in a studio because you kind of get in the headspace of podcasting. And when I'm on your couch, I feel like I'm just like chatting with a friend and just like kind of falling asleep and being comfy, if that makes sense. Someone sent us this really funny DM about how sleepy our voices are. They're like, you guys should like not be podcasters. Like you should quit because your voices make me sleepy if I listen to what and, everyone else said I wouldn't do anything <laughs> and I thought it was so funny I was like you're right like I even listened to our last podcast episode and I was like I could fall asleep to this yeah maybe we should take up meditation no <laughs> well so what's going on what's new with you literally nothing <laughs> literally seeing me every day I see deep deep more than anyone else in my life um mm -hmm. we are barely surviving this podcast um we have no idea what we're doing half the time and um yeah that's kind of it and I'm tired yeah I, I am too actually I've I've kind of been like skipping out on like dinners and stuff with my friends I used to go home all the time to see my family and I haven't been going home as often either and I miss my dog so much like Oh, I'm literally... yes, I forgot you have little Pixel waiting for you. Yes, he's he's my little spirit animal. But in any case, yeah, we really haven't had much of a life outside of this podcast. No, I know. Can I be honest, though? Please. I love using this podcast as an excuse to not go out, though, because I hate like going tonight. out. <laughs> yes, you canceled. I was like, I'm too busy with this podcast. I hate going out. Like, yeah. I love when people don't invite me anywhere mm -hmm. and I don't even have to tell someone, no, I can't go out. I love when I get uninvited. Oh, I, or I, I love when like, like I don't get FOMO. I get yeah. more so like, don't invite me, please. That's the opposite of me. I have such bad FOMO. Like I also, I want to be invited to everything. Even you if do? You, yes, I absolutely want to be invited to things. But you know, the answer is probably going to be no, because when the day comes for the event, I'm like, I don't think I can do it. Oh I don't my want gosh. to. You and I are so different because yeah. when I don't get invited to things, I'm like, thank goodness. Oh, I was like, really? I'm staying home. No, I want to be wanted. Wow. I think there's a meme float. There's a gif of me saying that from really? the show. I want to be wanted. You said that? I said that on the show. Well, 
I want you, Deep D. Oh, wait, so. that's so sweet. I want you. Wait, that's that sounded a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's anyways, cute. let's yeah. go into some Love is Blind news. Let's do Season it. Season one's Lauren Speed Hamilton is going to be on a new reality TV show called The Goat, which stands for the greatest of all time. The premiere date is TBD, but it's going to be on Amazon's Freebie. Freebie. So I think it's maybe a new streaming, like a streaming platform. Sp- yeah. Maybe for reality TV, maybe? Maybe. I've, I've never heard of it, but it's going to be on some sort of streaming platform for Amazon. But it includes Joey Sasso from The Circle and Perfect Match, mm-hmm. Tasha Adams and Joe Ambiel. Mm-hmm. Grocery store Joe. <laughs> Grocery store Joe yes. from Bachelor Nation and also Kristen Doty from VPR. Oh. I'm really excited for her. I think it's really cool that she is kind of branching away from Netflix, Netflix. and kind of taking on other opportunities with other networks. Um, you know what I was just thinking, though? Mm. If this was us, you know, <laughs> we would get so much hate. Yeah, I feel like we get different treatment than the rest of the world in the reality space. I don't know why. If anything we do or say doesn't match this, like, I think for you too, mm-hmm. this like professional nice girl persona, mm-hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, they were lying to us about who they are. And it's like, actually, I've been very honest that I'm a B I T C H. I do not think you're a B-I-T-C-A. The fact that you didn't even say that word, you barely curse. Because, okay, someone DM'd uh. me, one of you guys DM'd me saying, like, I can't listen to this because the explicit rating is on because we swear on this oh, podcast. Yeah. So I was like, okay, for our next episode, we'll try not to swear as no, much. No, actually, my mom listens to this podcast and she also yelled at me about swearing. But I'm like, mom, I heard that if you if you cuss, it actually means that you're happier. Like, you get less angry. Who said that? I don't know, me. <laughs> <laughs> I just think TV. that. Yeah, source me. No, I'm serious. It's like, it builds character, in my opinion. But... In other news, which is also, this is old news, (laughs) Um, Josh actually got engaged on Love is Blind season four to another contestant named Monica. Did you hear about this? I heard a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, It was in a few news articles, and I think we just never mentioned it on this podcast. But when I read it, I was like, why was that included on the show? Yeah, I don't understand. But according to E.T., Monica says... I wasn't sure if I had made the right decision or picked the right person. I wasn't at peace with my decision and ended our engagement shortly after filming. So looks like they were sent home, obviously, right after the proposals. Um, And yeah, she ended the engagement shortly after that. I hate when contestants do this because I feel like this is kind of an example of where contestants just get engaged to kind of move on on the show. Yeah. And then when they're not chosen, they break up they like, right away. Yeah. Because I think there's another couple um, on this season who wasn't part of the main cast that also did this. I think it was JP and Ava where JP right. broke up with Ava right after um, they had seen each other at Reveal, but then they weren't chosen to be filmed. And then they and- just kind of... Ended it. Yeah, I think he ended it with her and he goes, you know, I don't think that we should be engaged anymore. I think that we should just date. But it was a feeling of let's not be together. Yeah, it was like the one step towards ending the relationship. You know, it is interesting because what if they did? What if Josh and Monica did get chosen to be followed? Do you think that they would have been like, let's see where this goes? You know, like, I wonder if she would have been of the same sentiment, um, you know, if they did get followed. My prediction is that. Josh and Monica would have gone through the process and obviously at the altar would have said, someone would have said, I don't. Yeah, exactly. 
It's just a matter of time. But I wonder if they were followed, if Josh would have still met up with Jackie and they would have ended up together because they do seem very happy now. Yeah. The producers are like, we can't handle this much drama. (laughs) We're not doing this. We can't add another Josh and Monica up in here. There's already one triangle. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Um, Irina recently confirmed that there is a very slim chance of her being on Perfect Match. I took it as a she's not going to be on Perfect Match season two, which was recently renewed um, a few weeks ago. So... How does she know that she's not going to be on it? I guess she hasn't gotten asked yet, maybe. That's what I assume. Yeah. Or maybe she already knows that if she does get asked, she's going to say no. Mm, um, so she did a podcast interview with Zachary Reality, and she was saying, like, you know, I kind of want to wait a year before I do anything. So, And yeah. we can confirm that Perfect Match has not started filming yet, mm-hmm. because I know that there's a few rumors. Some people DM'd us being like, well, you know, Perfect Match has already filmed. No, it hasn't. No, no. But I am so excited for season two. You are? Well, I just want to see who's going to be on it because it's going to be a lot of new faces. I really hope that there's actual like real couples on season two as in like. That are there for love. Well, that they that these couples just don't break up right after filming. Yes. It'd be great to have that, you know, like Bachelor in Paradise where. People actually get engaged and some of them actually get married or date for like quite a bit after filming ends. But I feel like with Perfect Match season one, it just everyone broke up right after filming, which that's exactly the comparison I was going to make. I feel like Netflix is trying to create this reality universe um, that kind of matches the vibe of Bachelor, Bachelorette and now Bachelor in Paradise. So like Perfect Match is kind of equivalent to Bachelor in Paradise, essentially. And you know what I'm excited for in the future? I hope Netflix does this. Um, creates like the challenge style, like of <gasps> all the cool. reality TV stars from Netflix. That would be so much fun. But I think there's going to have to be a lot more seasons of reality on on Netflix to be able to make that happen. But I hope one day they do. I agree. Okay, I'm really excited about this topic because we get so many questions about this, like um, how we make money post show, you know, how we became influencers, um, who went into the show to be influencers, things like that. So we're so excited to just chat about it because yeah. you guys want to know so much about this world of influencing. Yeah. And also we threw out a post on Instagram to kind of ask you guys for your questions too. So we'll kind of dive into those as well. We're going to go from the very, very beginning when Deep D and I first stepped foot into those pods. Yeah. Are you ready for this question? I'm ready for the question. Let's go. How many contestants do you think did the show to be influencers on our season out of the 15 women? We didn't have insight into the 15 men. Yeah, that is a great question. Okay, but like ask me this question. Am I thinking about this? post show so like retrospectively or am I thinking like right when we walk in who did I think like right away when you walked in that is okay this is going to be a hard one for me to answer then because I'm not going to lie to you during filming the thought that someone was there just to further their careers or become an influencer that thought never crossed my mind is that wild did yours yes seriously I don't know why my that did not cross my mind when I walked into the women's lounge mm-hmm. on our first day, you can easily, easily tell who was there yeah. to be influencers and who was there for love and who was there just for the experience like I was. 
That like is... you could tell so easily. And then it got very apparent like two, three days into it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think when I first came in, I was just so freaking overwhelmed. Look at me not cussing. I was so overwhelmed by the entire experience in itself. And I was so anxious and like nervous that I didn't really give a F about anyone else there. I was like, you do your thing. Like, I'm just trying to survive here, you know. But no, I think like uh, like five, six days into it, you could absolutely tell who was trying to get more attention, who would create fights for no reason. Like, it, it, you're right. It was pretty yeah. apparent. Yeah. I would say out of the 15 women on our season, I would say three or four did it for love. Like, yeah. they were there because... <laughs> were you? I was. I actually wouldn't consider you in that category. Fuck you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting bleeped I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, can I tell you why? Because I think yeah. you went for love and the experience. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. I but I think there was, I would say three or four people who really went in because nothing was working in the conventional dating world for them. Yes. And mm -hmm. they really went in being like, this has to work for me. Yeah. Like it was almost the sense of like desperation mm -hmm. type of thing. Yeah. In the, in terms of dating and the, and their love life. Yeah. 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 I could see that. I would say, so let's say that there was three women who mm -hmm. went in truly, truly for love. I would say, sorry, I'm thinking in my head, like the names. <laughs> Four to five. <laughs> I would say seven women went in just for the experience, not saying they were disingenuous or want to be influencers, but they're like, let's try this. This is a really cool experience, even if it works or doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And I would put myself in that category. Okay. Where you just kind of like go with the flow, see if it'll work for you. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And you know, you kind of move on. Yeah. I absolutely wanted it to work for me, but you're right. I think half of me was definitely like, this could be such a cool experience in general. And what a bonus or like, how amazing if this is my love story. But I completely agree with you now that I'm even thinking back to it. I could tell by looking at people's appearances and their mannerisms. Like, I was like, oh, like, I see you. Like, I know what you're trying to do. Like, yeah. you're trying to obviously become, you know, an influencer. And, and I would say five women were mm -hmm. like 100% there to become influencers yeah. after the show. Like or they, they had businesses that they're trying to promote, yeah. like something along those lines. Yeah. Like they saw Love is Blind as a business opportunity. Yeah. That's fucked. Damn, I don't know how to stop cursing. That's fricked. That's fricked. Oh, <laughs> pulling a, pulling a Mitch, Mitchell. Yeah, if you guys know Mitchell from The Circle, he is known for saying frick it. Frickin'. 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 With an eye, right? So we are going to try to do that so that we don't have to put on the explicit rating. But Damn. obviously we failed already. So Sorry, not in this episode. <laughs> um, and those those five women were, they would just cry on camera for no reason. Like you said, like start fights with other girls. And we'd be like, huh? Yeah. Where did this come from? <laughs> I was like, what, why are you like being so dramatic right now? Or yeah. just like say or do things that were so just out of the ordinary. Like, you're yeah. just like, why did you just say that? Yeah. Or like, um, really share like very emotionally charged stories yeah. and over like, and over, over again. And, yeah. Hoping that it would make TV. Yeah. They're like hoping that like there's enough footage for it to show. Yeah. That's Ooh. when I knew I was like, these girls just want to be here because they want to make it through. They were like trying to be interesting characters yeah. to make sure that they were chosen. Um, to make main cast. You know what that just reminded me of? Even on the guy's side, because obviously we went on dates with them, and I'm not going to say the person because I'm not going to throw him under the bus, but I remember on one of the dates, he was like, I'm going to say the most outlandish things, hoping that it lands on TV. Like, just like, 
under like you know what I mean just like stupid things that like I know who you're talking about you know who I'm talking about yes Yes. (laughs) to just be like I just want to get aired so I'm just gonna say the dumbest shit even though that's not how I feel thankfully I think the producers catch on and I, I can confidently say in the main cast of the five women you me Ayana Mallory and Danielle I'll say like none of us went in trying to be influencers no also like what the fuck are we influencing? <laughs> I know people say that about you and me specifically mm-hmm. that we went in to be influencers, but I'm like, no, we no. didn't. We were such like normal uh, like, people. I, well, I don't know how to say it. Like, I'm not saying that our like confidence is low. Like, I no. don't want people to think like we have low self esteem. No, no. But when you are like just this normal person, yes. Like, I don't think anyone walks in and be like, I'm going to be an influencer after <laughs> yeah, this. Exactly. No. Especially because, like, I'm definitely an average looking person. Same. Even with my fashion, I literally wear black, athleisure, and neutral colors. <laughs> and I don't care about branded items whatsoever. I'm like, yeah. whatever's comfortable, I'm wearing it. And, like, even makeup, like, maybe it takes me 10, 15 minutes. And, like, it didn't really... I didn't even I couldn't even like understand that there was so much out there in that world. But anyways. Yeah, because I think like how we viewed influencers during filming, it's like typically these like very beautiful women who like Mm -hmm. pay a lot of attention to like what they wear and like how they do their makeup and they take like these perfect photos. And like we did not do that. Like if if you don't do that, we're like, there's no way we could be influencers. So the thought never crossed my mind throughout filming and even post filming as well did it like cross yours when you realized you made main cast absolutely not I was so so like in my own head with how this my life and my love life and all of this stuff was going to go down that like influencing was the furthest thing from my mind and if I'm being quite honest with you even coming into that can I just say I had maybe a thousand followers and those are just like friends and family but um when people talk about influencers. I had no idea that influencers were even a thing because I'm literally following maybe a few famous people that I just love, like actors, actresses, whatever. But that's pretty much it. So like my world didn't even, like my head didn't even like comprehend the fact that there was a world in which like just normal, regular people got a giant like Instagram following or a social media following. Okay, so I knew because like, you know, like you have the Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants. Never who, watched it. <laughs> Never yeah, watched but Bachelor. You don't like. You've heard their names, like Caitlin Bristow. Like she obviously gained a large following, and you didn't. Can think I just like, tell you, I had no idea who she was before I did Love Is Blind. I had no idea because my sister in law and my wow. sister they were like watching that show. I never watched it. Good for you. So. For me, I was aware that yes, reality mm-hmm. TV contestants can become influencers after the show just based on people from Bachelor Nation. So from The Bachelor or Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise. But because of how I looked and who I was, I was like, that could just never be me. Yeah. Like I'm not this tall, skinny white woman. Yeah. And that's typically who you see as like influencers. Mm-hmm. Um And I was like, you know, there's just no way it could happen for us. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I guess I did watch the challenge, like the MTV challenge a lot and obviously Jersey Shore and people like that. But I guess when I follow them, I didn't realize like like what they were posting had anything to do with like that they were getting paid so much to do it until after the fact. So when did you realize that you could become an influencer? Yeah. Off of our season, season two. Honestly, as soon as like um, the show had aired, 
obviously I was getting like an influx of followers. Every time I would get onto um, Instagram, I would have like 15K, 20K, 30K more. And that's like just within minutes, which is absolutely insane. But um, it wasn't until one brand reached out to me because I put in just my personal email. I didn't even have a manager at this point. And someone reached out to me and it was a brand that I absolutely loved. It was Fenty, actually. Oh, my gosh. And it was like, oh, my God, it's Fenty. And they reached out to me and they're like, we would love to work with you. And, you know, this is how much you're going to get paid. And then I was like, holy shit, are you kidding me? Like for one story frame or for one post? Like I had no idea. How about for you? So I started thinking about it two months before our season aired. Mm -hmm. Um, That's when we got the heads up, like when our season would air, that it was like probably coming um, in February. And then I started looking at the season one cast and their Instagram profiles. And I saw that they were all doing ads Mm -hmm. and monetizing somehow, whether it was through um, like YouTube or again, doing just these like sponsorship posts. And that's when I started thinking about like, okay, how do I monetize off this experience and, you know, kind of like prep for that. So that's when I like started reaching out to like PR managers or like agents who could help negotiate ads and like bring partnerships to me wait that's so smart of you like you basically did some research i was so tied up in like my relationship <laughs> yeah i was just like i'm just trying to find love like I, like because obviously i had that whole thing with kyle going on so like oh yeah we were that just was happening like pre, pre our season coming out yeah, yeah so i was just like in that whole world of it and like i'm honestly i was so anxious about how the show would play out, like, because Shake had already said certain things to me about, oh, like, hopefully you have my back, like, hopefully nothing's, so there was a lot of emotional turmoil that I was going um, through, so I didn't even think to do that kind of research. In fact, I didn't even get a manager until a month and a half after the show aired. Yeah, I think I got my manager right as my season was airing, because they also want to see, like, who you are on the show, Mm -hmm. like, what your edit or portrayal is going to be, because obviously if you get... A negative portrayal it's really hard for you to get brands to, to sponsor you yeah. to sponsor you because they don't you know they're very picky in terms of like who um they want as like representatives of their brand yeah. um but no i i was thinking about it two months before but i feel like that's part of my personality like mm-hmm. I, I know like a lot of people obviously don't know me <laughs> you're only getting like that glimpse of you know the show the 10 percent yeah the 10 percent and like obviously i could talk about it on this podcast but I just am like an over planner. Yeah. And I feel like the business acumen I have just like naturally, I was like, I need a plan for this. Yeah. No, that's really smart of you. Honestly, I, because I come from a technology background, like I was a data analyst and like, I was just hoping that I could use that platform to create something with technology and like health and like inspirational things. And that's still a goal of mine in the future. But like, I never thought influencing or brand deals could be like, the leverage I needed to like kind of sponsor that or fund that essentially. But that's very interesting that you you did your research, baby. I I had you. I mean, are you surprised? Like, no, I know you. (laughs) If you guys only knew, (laughs) like when it comes to like finances and making money, I, I feel like I'm always on top of it. It's just like who I am. And like, why wouldn't I take advantage of the, you know, the, 
being able to monetize off the show. I completely like, agree. I'd with be you. an idiot to not do that because it's such a short window to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, until you're irrelevant. And- yeah, exactly. Where you can't do it anymore. So yeah. I was like, why wouldn't I jump on it? Like, mm-hmm. I would encourage any person who does a reality TV show or something that results in an influx of followers to take advantage of it fully. Like who cares about people? Like people called me like ad queen. People said I was like a clout chaser (laughs) and I did it for like influencing. And to be honest, I was like, I don't care because if you were in my situation, you would do exactly the same because that money can pay for my kids college. Mm -hmm. One day it could pay for my first home. It could pay for my parents' retirement home all these things. I was like, why wouldn't I do it? Yeah, it would be dumb of you not to, uh, you know, leverage the platform that you have. And I think that's what people like don't see. Yeah. And they don't they don't know. They just don't know how much like how many possibilities there are out there to make money. And if they got handed the same opportunity, you know, they would fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much have you made from influencing? <laughs> oh, okay. We're getting personal. Um, I mean, I'm not going to give you an exact number, but I've definitely made well over six figures. And I'm so surprised that that was even a possibility for me. But how about you? How much have you made? <laughs> give me a number. <laughs> Since you won't share, I won't share. But I have made three times my corporate salary. Yeah. Isn't that insane? In less than a year. It's insane. Yes, in less than a year. Like, it's absolutely insane. It's crazy because I I do know influencers who have less followers than we do, and they've made Mm -hmm. over seven figures. Seven figures. Yeah, it it really depends on, like, if you have the look a brand is going for, Mm -hmm. and you also, like, hustle for brand sponsorships by, like, constantly tagging brands that, like, you use in your everyday life and hoping it turns into some sort of sponsorship or partnership. Um, And another thing to add on top of that also is that, I've learned this, like, just because you have a million followers, like followers doesn't mean that you're going to get paid out um, in the same way. Like somebody who has 2K, 200K followers, but has like very high engagement, gets link clicks, is actually able to sell you like products from the brand that actually like gives you the upper hand than just having like normal followers. Because if you, even if you Normal have, no, meaning like, even if you have a big amount of followers, that doesn't really necessarily equate to engagement and products being sold. So you're just, you're not making, it really depends on like the engagement of it all. Yeah. Cause I think that there's this misconception that if you have like a million followers, mm-hmm. like you are set for life, like you're making tons of money. No. no. Cause I actually do know two people from mm-hmm. The Love is Blind Seasons, who have more than a million followers, and they've only made, not only made, but they've only made like 50K, yeah, which is very low compared to what other um, people other people space. are making. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree with you. And it's like, yeah, it's just a different ballgame. And you can really see like how marketing in general is changing now. Like it would be stupid for marketers not to use, like companies not to use social media. Yeah, a lot of the money that you make on Instagram is really, really dependent um, on what the brand is looking for. And obviously you have to match the look and feel that they're going for. So it really depends on how you brand yourself and how you, you know, put out content. So it's it's very like um, dependent on you is what I would say. Yeah, I mean- People say this all the time about how boring my Instagram is and why it's so curated. I I think it's fun. (laughs) But it's curated because 
that's kind of the look and brand I want to put out there, mm-hmm. mostly to monetize. Like, sure, I share little tidbits of my personality, but I think who I am um, naturally, which is <laughs> like really, <laughs> which is like horrendous. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like, guys, I'm going to be for real horrendous. right now. <laughs> I think people think I'm this like professional, like person and I'm not. <laughs> you are professional, but you have another side. I have to this you. other side and I will never show that side on Instagram because I will never get any brand deals. If I do. <laughs> that's what TikTok is for. Well, that's what this podcast is for. Oh, that's too. <laughs> Hopefully no brands are listening. Yeah, I was like, hope uh, no one's on this podcast listening to me. Uh, um, but no, it does make sense because obviously brands are looking for an ROI and, you know, it makes sense that they are going to pick pick handpick the people that are going to match their brand style. So I guess what we're saying is follower count does not matter at all. Like someone with 150k follower might be making way more or just as much just as much yeah. as Deep D and I. Mm-hmm. I know that there's people on our season like a few of the women who are making way less. Mm-hmm. And again, it just comes down to your brand image. Yeah. Does it fit you know, what the brand wants and who they want representing the brand. Like I get a lot of finance companies who want to work with me because, you know, I talked about 401k on the, on love is blind. And, you know, I just came out being just looking like physically responsible. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it really depends on like what your personal brand is. No. Yeah. What's the highest you've been paid for an ad? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. Okay. So for Deep uncomfortable, I'm I'm not uncomfortable. I just don't like to talk about finances in yeah. a weird way because it's like, don't you feel it's like you're showing personal. off? Yes, I feel like I'm showing off, and it's like it doesn't mean that I don't want to hustle and continue working really hard in other areas of my life. But um, anyways, um, for one Instagram reel, I got paid over sixty k. That's leave it really at that. good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, what was your biggest payout from a brand deal? Fifty k. Okay. And that was for a reel. Okay. Yeah. See, we're in the same realm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bit lower. (laughs) Not really that much lower. (laughs) But yeah, that was my biggest payout. I know like there's been influencers who got paid like 200K or like, yeah, 100K Mm -hmm. for ads. But my highest was 50K. And I I was like, I can't believe someone's willing to pay me this amount for an and or for an Instagram reel. Yeah. What I was really excited about because the highest paid one, obviously the one that was over 60K, was so amazing to me because it's a company that I used prior to Love is Blind, like for many, many years. So for them to reach out to me and be like, hey, we're interested. And I was like, holy shit, I'm so excited because it seemed authentic too. So I was like, oh, it comes full circle. Like, I'm so excited that this is the brand that kind of really believes in you to, um, you know, highlight their products in a good way. Yeah, I so how I get brand deals is I will tag everything I use and wear and they'll typically come back and be like, do you want to do a paid ad, Ad. Mm -hmm. you know, because I'm like, oh, I already use this product. I try not to do any ads of things like I don't use or Mm -hmm. I haven't like at least trialed Mm -hmm. or tried because I don't know. I I just don't want to lose like the loyalty of the people who trust my reviews or, you know, like where I can authentically say, like, I use this. Yeah. And can I be really honest with you about that? Um, When I first started getting brand deals, 
I, you know, I've used them here or there, whatever, but I would say yes because of the paycheck originally. But then I started to learn, I was like, holy shit, like I have a responsibility to my followers. So that's when I kind of like changed gears and I was like, okay, I'm going to request the brand to send me products um, that I haven't tried if I've already been using their brand. Um, so that I can see if it really works before I promote it, which is why I really try to stay away from like prescription things, like even like vitamins most of the time, like the the highest I go with health is probably like green juices and things like that. Cause that is very near and dear to me, but very near and dear to me. I green juices. freaking love green juices. <laughs> like you do. It's like a multivitamin. It literally is a juice is like a vitamin. Well, I take supplements and vitamins. Mm-hmm. So um, for the ones that I do use, I'm, you know, like, if I get a brand deal off of it, I was like, I'll definitely share it. Like care of, I actually do use. care of. Yeah, yeah, me too. I love the little pack the personalized packages that they give. Shout out to care of. Care of, if you want to sponsor you- this podcast episode. <laughs> um, uh, that's so funny. Can we talk about the influencer world that we're now kind of a part of? Mm-hmm. Um, we get invited to so I many events. <laughs> I kind of hate it too. Yeah. So we get invited to a lot of events where there's other influencers and- yeah. One of the things that was really eye-opening are so many people are so different yeah. than how they portray themselves on social media. I think us included oh, in 100%. some way. Yes. Like we obviously put our best foot forward on social media, mm-hmm. but I was shocked at just like how different people can be. I think that influencing culture can be very toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, you are constantly trying to keep up with everyone. There's this weird competition aspect against other influencers i don't think you and i ever do that no but i think the events that we've gone to where we meet other influencers you could tell like everyone is so competitive with each other mm-hmm. it's a very it's such a strange world yeah. and i like try to be like very distant from that world yeah i completely agree with you and i think that's why you and i like kind of gravitate towards each other i'm like whenever we're at events together and you're like butterly butterflying away or i do i'm like at some point, I'm just like, where's Natalie? I need to find her because yeah. I feel like I don't belong in that world whatsoever. Because I'm glad we don't. No, I, I agree with you. And it's just like, it's just this culture of like, let's do TikToks together because we're in the same room. And then as soon as the TikTok is over, they're just like, go their separate ways or like, don't really get to know each other. Um, and or like they just take pictures and like, look who I was with. And, you know, it's it is. I agree with you. It's very toxic. And, and people use each other often yes. to like grow their following. I was actually talking to an influencer here in Chicago and she just outwardly said like, oh yeah, I like to do TikToks with this person because my follower count always, my follower count always grows every Damn. time she's in my TikToks. And I was like, that is so messed up that you just said that out yeah, loud. Like, like we, that's a thought that should be in your head. That's exactly. <laughs> and like, that's a thought you shouldn't even have. Yeah. And, and I like, was like, I don't even have thoughts like that. And so I think in that community, I'm sure that you know, real friendships can grow from it. But -hmm. I think that there's this really unhealthy side of it where everyone's just using each other. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely have imposter syndrome so much lately, especially when we get invited to these events too. I'm just like, sometimes I look at my life. I'm like, why the fuck did I get this following? Like, why am I here? And, you know, I, I do realize my purpose though after that, but what's your purpose? I really, I really feel like I got this platform for a reason. Yes. There's a part of me that makes 
money off of these brand deals and things like that. But it's so that I can use that as leverage to create businesses in the future that are actually going to help and impact people in a positive way. And like ultimately my goal in life is to open like a wellness center, like where you're doing yoga, meditation, like juicing and like all that, like positive, happy things. And it's going to take money and time before I get there. So I feel like both of us right now have to hustle to be able to fulfill whatever dream that is that we're going to like have that we want to like play out in the future. You know, I'm glad you have these big dreams because I don't. (laughs) Can I tell you what my future looks like? Please tell me. (laughs) I think that I will influence for the short term Mm -hmm. and then probably go back to doing my corporate job full time. But yeah, I'm so glad you have those big dreams because like Mm -hmm. I haven't really thought where I could take my platform beyond just like sharing finance advice here and there. So we asked you guys to submit your questions about influencing on our Instagram page out of the pods. And so we're going to answer a few of them right now. I'm so excited. Let's do it. I'm like pulling it up. So don't mind me on my phone. I'm not texting. I promise you. (laughs) Well, they don't know because they're listening. Well, some people are watching okay, for, <laughs> for those who are watching. I promise I'm not texting. If you guys are listening, if you guys are listening and not watching us on YouTube, we have pulled up our phones and we're going to ask your question. Ask away. OK, you pick one, then I'll pick one. OK, let me see the ones that are like most asked. OK, first question. How did being on the show affect your real job? Did it force you to influence full time? Okay, I love this question because I hate when people are like, well, you just quit your job to be an influencer. Well, yes, I did. But (laughs) there's a reason there's such a good reason behind it. Um, I was working uh, half the year last year after the show came out. I was still working and doing brand deals at the same time. And honestly, I was like giving both things 50 percent. I still had a nine to five. And then you know how it goes. Like after a long day of work, you literally just want to lay down and do nothing or you want to go work out, take care of yourself. But instead, I had to film ads. I had to like get on meetings and, you know, figure out contract, all this stuff. There's so much happening along with the emotional turmoil that you're going through from the after effects of the show and, you know, your relationship flailing on on screen and whatever else. Yada, yada. But To get to my point, I literally wasn't putting in my 100% into something. And when I saw that I could make so much more money doing influencing and working with brand deals versus my, you know, data analyst position, I was like, it's risky. It was so risky. And, um, you know, even my dad was like, what are you going to do about your 401k? What about health insurance? Like there was all of these things that I was very concerned about. But if you don't take risks, you're not going to get the success that you, you know, deserve or that, you know, you can get after. So I realized I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to have to quit so that I can actually put all of my time and effort into something. Okay, Nat, I have a fun one for you. <laughs> um, do you feel like you've changed as a person since you became an influencer? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Okay. In I what way? feel like I've become my there have been like moments where my ego has been really high I guess not even an influencer I think being a contestant on a popular reality tv show Mm -hmm. your ego gets inflated for a short amount of time um until like your friends and family like bring you back to earth but I think in that way I did change I also feel like I became more pessimistic about the world Mm -hmm. like when you start meeting um people in the entertainment industry where it's so much more cutthroat and you can't really trust anyone. And then other influencers as well, who are, you know, like people are constantly using each other. You just become more like 
untrustworthy or pessimistic about life because of those experiences. I was really proud that you wrote a book, but I know that you also got backlash for it. People being like, what gives her the right to write a book? Like, how did that make you feel? Honestly, I was very disappointed, but it doesn't negate from the fact that I got so much support and that's why it keeps me or I'm so happy that I did it because of that reason, because so many people have read and been like, I totally like understand your perspective and I've gone through the same type of life experiences. You're always going to have haters. But yeah, it did really frustrate me because, you know, any person can write a book. You don't have to be in reality TV. Like literally no one, um, you know, you don't have to have that influence, but I didn't even make that much money off my book. I did it more for me and to share my story because I had this platform. I didn't know what to do with it. How am I going to give out my entire life story in what one Instagram post? Like that's not possible. So I decided the best avenue was writing a book. I'm so proud that you did that. And I really didn't understand the feedback because you see people from, let's say like Bachelor Nation, but also you have Lauren Cameron who wrote a book and the backlash you got compared to them was ridiculous. And I think it comes down to our viewers and the fandom of love is blind is everyone is under this thing of like move on no it's like why can't we talk about love is blind even five years from now yeah it's like telling me i can't talk about my alma mater my college after i've graduated that is so true people are like diehard college fans and they talk about it for years (laughs) but here's the thing about you writing a book i know people are like what story does she have to share Mm -hmm. if you want to write a book why the hell not yeah Anyone, I encourage anyone out there who has a short story to tell, write a book, like, or figure it out. And what an amazing, sorry, but like, why, Mm -hmm. if you ever want to write a book, like, why wouldn't you take advantage of that opportunity to do it and say, like, I was an author. I would love to write a book. I mean, like, not about my life, but like fiction, like stories like that are always in my mind. But I was Mm -hmm. like, I could never have even had that thought if I didn't have the platform I have. I'm not going to write a book, but what I'm just trying to say is like, the opportunities, like, (laughs) You know, like when you have get the followers or people know your name from the show. Yeah. Those thoughts are like going through your head of like, how do I take advantage of the short amount of time where I can do the things I've always wanted to do? Okay, one more for you. Do you feel the pressure to maintain a certain image for brand deals? Yes. On my Instagram, um, I know that. This is a really good example. There have been obviously like public spats with my ex (laughs) and people are always like, why didn't you post like receipts? But I just won't because I don't want like brands and also like my coworkers and like my boss to ever see anything like messy that I'm going to post on my Instagram stories because again, like that's how you monetize is like mostly through Instagram. Um, So I do feel that pressure of maintaining a certain image. However, I think on TikTok and in in comments that I'll make on Instagram, (laughs) like in the comment section, like I don't feel that pressure. I'm like, I'm just going to be who I am. Even if like Ayana posts like an embarrassing TikTok of me, I'm like, I don't care because that's who I am. But it's Instagram where I'm a little bit more careful. Actually, it's so right. You really don't care about you're so funny. And like, I I just wish people got more of that side of you. So but I got I get so much backlash about my humor. Oh, yeah, because people just don't know you wholeheartedly. That's why. This is a cute question. Do former cast members like yourselves help new cast members with anything related to influencing? Ooh, I like that question. Um, Yes. So current castmates do reach out to us for advice. And, you know, personally, a couple of them have and I've chatted with them about it. And 
all we can do is give them honest advice and be like, hey, listen, I know exactly where your head is at. And it's probably scrambled in so many different directions. But yeah, giving them some insight into how we started and like what managers to work with or like how brand deals like come to you, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we definitely try to give the best advice, but also letting them know like we're not experts on this. This is just how it happened for me. Yeah, I'd say for um, season four, I provided a few of them with like what I know, like things to look out for in um, their contracts or how much they should potentially be paid, you know, based on their engagement and like the brand. So um, we definitely do share that amongst the seasons and with, you know, um, the current cast. Yeah. So speaking of that, do you um, do you want to answer the question for the people? Uh, do we get paid to be on Love is Blind? We do get paid to be on Love is Blind. Are we allowed to share the amount? I don't know if we are. I think it's very it's small. It's not a lot. It's a stipend. It's a stipend. It's a stipend. Um, it's it's not a lot. I can tell you that yeah, it's, it's really not a lot, not. especially after taxes. It's not a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's not in. It's not enough for people to do the show for money. Yeah, absolutely not. This was such a fun episode. I just absolutely loved getting all of these comments and questions about influencing. And, you know, I hope you guys can stay engaged with us in the future. So please, please, please continue to send those to our Instagram page at Out of the Pods. And make sure you leave a review and subscribe. Deepti and I will be chatting about fun topics like this in future episodes. And we also have some fun guests planned. So see you next Monday. Bye.